people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. The topic that we're going to cover today, in fact, Craig, I told you that my Harvard Business Review came yesterday in the mail, and yes, I still get print media, and uh, the title was Agile Leadership. So I thought, how appropriate, because you and I were going to tape today on uh, Agile Leadership. And so what we want to do is we want to talk about what is Agile Leadership and how you as a leader can become more agile. Well, agile leadership is just as agile, it, it, the definition is. It means you're flexible, you roll with the punches, you move forward and you keep going, as opposed to just sitting in place. And particularly in times of change, like we're going through right now, leaders need to be agile. In fact, I'm sure many people listening to this right now, Craig, or, or watching this video will be able to say, yes, they've had to be agile over the last three months because things have come at them fast and they've mm -hmm. had to make decisions. They've had to solve problems. They've had to create new business models. They've had to look at how things are being distributed through their channels and trade, and they had to make adjustments very quickly. And that's what agile leadership is all about. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at agile leadership and we're going to cover three specific areas. The first area in becoming an agile leader is to have good qualitative critical thinking skills. It's so important because problems are coming at you fast, you need to make fast decisions, and you've got to have good critical thinking skills to be able to do that. The second area that we're going to talk about is collaborating around a common goal. When the common goal is understood by the entire team, what we find is that leaders can be very agile and teams can be agile as well because what they end up doing is they're focusing on the goal and that becomes their primary criterion for getting things done, for making decisions. And then the last area that we're going to talk about is we're gonna talk about taking action. In order to be an agile leader, you have to demonstrate that you can take action and take action quickly, as opposed to letting recommendations or decisions sit on your desk for a period of time. And meanwhile, the entire team languishes and you've got the project that's being delayed because you're afraid to make that decision. And so being an agile leader is taking that action. So Craig, why don't you uh, kick us off here with the qualitative uh, critical thinking skills that are necessary for an agile leader? Sure. So, you know, when we talk about you know, critical thinking skills, right, it's, it's kind of stepping back from the problem that you have and looking at it from different angles and realizing that your perspective is actually not the only perspective. And I think that's, you know, kind of the danger of the leader is, oh, I am, you know, I can interpret this. My interpretation is correct. It's really kind of that ability to step back and say, you know, how can I look at this differently or what am I missing? And maybe even looking to the people around you to help kind of shift your perspective on the issue. Uh, and then ultimately, when you have kind of more feedback and more input and you're processing those different things, it will lead you to a better answer on the other end than just, you know, kind of that monoline, my way or the highway kind of attitude. So I think the critical thinking really kind of pulls some of that together. And it's really, you know, that's a challenge, I think, again, as we kind of talk about, you know, kind of old guard leaders versus new guard leaders, it's kind of changing that mindset from, hey, I'm, I am the answer man to, you know, all right, I may be the one who has to make the decision, but I better make sure I have all the data and I may not. So how do I either better think through this problem or how do I go out and pull the data I need to, to make sure I make the best possible decision quickly with the information I have in hand? 
Right. And when it comes to decision making, obviously, there's a lot of fear involved because you don't know the future. You don't know how people are going to react to it. You don't know the impact or the effect that it may have. And so a lot of people sit back and they just you know, don't make their decision. One of the things I always tell people is that when you make a decision, you know, in my years of working in critical thinking skills, you can only make a decision based upon the information and data that you have available to you right now. Now, will that data change? Yes, that data will definitely change. We can look at historical events or historical decisions that were made in the past and look back and say, God, that was a horrible decision they made. But at the time, they didn't know what we knew. And that hindsight isn't available when you're making the decision. Now, one of the things you talked about is looking at a problem from different perspectives. Uh, when I work with different groups and leaders and talk to them about running around a problem to look at different perspectives, I give them some specific milestones or guideposts. I always tell people, look at it from five different areas. Look at it from the people perspective. Look at it from the equipment perspective. Look at it from the process perspective. Look at it from the material perspective. And then also look at it from the current environment perspective. What's going on? And when you run around a problem and look at it from those five areas and you put that method into your head, it try, it, it helps to get those blinders off of you so that you're just narrow focused and looking at it from your perspective. The other thing too, and again, we talked about this in a previous episode, uh, probably several times, is that you've got to check your ego at the door and get input from the people who are involved in the problem or will be implementing the decision. They have answers and data that you currently don't have. And that's part of good qualitative critical thinking skills, which are necessary to be that agile leader, to grab the data, to be able to frame up the problem and make a decision and move forward with that decision. Will it be the right decision? Who knows? It, it, but it'll be an accurate decision. And if you need to go back, do some rework, fix what was broke and keep moving forward. Okay. All right. The second area that we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about collaborating around common goals. Uh, when if you want to become a more agile leader, the first thing you need to do is you need to have that brass ring, that you know, that proverbial brass ring that was on the, on the merry-go-round that kids used to try to grab. And that's right. what they would focus on is every time they went around that, that carousel, they were trying to focus and grab that ring. That's the same way when it comes to working with people. We've got to give them that brass ring. And it's so the agile leader needs to make sure that they're communicating, here is our goal. So that when people are off working on their own, whether it be in an office eventually or remotely, they have something that they can focus on, that they can measure their work their productivity based upon that particular goal. And that gives the leader the opportunity to prevent them from getting down into the weeds because everyone's focusing on the same goal as opposed to constantly regrouping and saying, now here's the, here's the goal, we changed it a little bit. No, you've got to have that clear goal from the beginning and then you get that collaboration and it helps to make you a more agile leader. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that in the work I do, because I'm doing a lot of work on helping leaders build business plans that work for them and work for the business. And the thing we spend a lot of time on up front is really clarifying the vision. We've got to get crystal clear on exactly what it is we're building, what success looks like and what we're shooting towards. Because if we as the leader understand all those things, and then we can communicate that clearly to the team that helps them to see, okay, this is where we're going. And when they understand kind of where things are going, that allows them to contextualize 
you know, anything that comes up during the course of business. And I think the other piece that's important in that is, you know, when it's really clear what the goals are, then you can start working towards and getting everybody united on that goal, helping everybody understand what their role is in achieving those goals. Right. So they understand if I'm the call center person or the marketing person or I'm the salesperson, what is my role towards getting to that, num that number or that product or whatever it might be? And that starts to help really build not only, you know, the ability to function better overall as a leader, but it really ultimately helps with your employee engagement as well, because now everybody understands where we're going. You get everybody rowing in the same direction. And, you know, the questions reduce because everybody's really clear. It's a tough thing to achieve as a leader, but if you can really get focused on it, that allows you to kind of move things forward. And then as change happens, as change inevitably does, you can contextualize it in, you know, within the context of that goal and the vision of where you're trying to go. So people say, all right, I understand this happens. So now we have to go here. Uh, right. But again, that's really incumbent upon the leader to be really clear on what they're trying to build. So I think that helps towards getting to, to where we want to go about getting everybody aligned with common goals. Right. Yeah. And following right what you just said, nice transition there is about moving the ball forward is the third area is taking action. A leader needs to be not just the person who is driving and promoting change or progress. They need to be the change. They need to be the progress. And part of being an agile leader is to be able to move very quickly based upon what you're seeing in front of you. And I'll use a sports analogy here. It's almost like a quarterback that comes out of the huddle, has called a play to you know, gain some yardage in a football game, and then gets to the line of scrimmage and looks at the defense, and the defense is in a different position that he knows in his mind is the play that he's called is not going to work. And so he calls an audible very quickly where he just shouts out a new play. Everybody reorganizes themselves and then they run that new play. And that's taking that action. If you're moving forward and being able to be that change, to be that action really demonstrates your agility as opposed to getting up to the line and seeing that things aren't in your favor and then you end up stalling and no one goes anywhere and so your motivation drops you know the team gets discouraged you've got to be the change you've got to be the action yeah and i think the other piece i'd add to that is kind of the idea of imperfect action uh you know as you said earlier in this is you know you're not always going to have every you have the you have to act on the information you have and you know perfect is the enemy of good enough and it's really hard to be perfect in every decision and every execution so you need to take the information that you have, you know, especially, you know, as we've gone through these pandemic times, right? You know, the goalposts kept shifting. What we had to worry about kept shifting. So you need to be able to kind of thread that needle and say, all right, this is what I know right now. I've pulled all the information. I've looked at it from different perspectives. I may wish I had more, but I can't wait another week right. to make this decision. It's time to just go forward, but let's leave ourselves some flexibility that if we made one of the, if some of our underlying assumptions here were incorrect, we can, we can make a move back. So I think right. it's, it's kind of, it's not only, you know, that kind of audible, but it's also, you know, hey, do I have everything I need to know? Well, I got most of what I need to know and I have to go now. So let's just go. Yeah. So. And, and, and we delay action because we want perfection. And the agile leader knows that I can't be perfect. In fact, history should show them that any decision they made, any solution they've implemented, maybe 1% of the time, it was perfect. Otherwise, 
you had to go back and constantly rework it. But it's taking action that really shows the agility of a leader. So, Craig, talk to me about uh, the, your key takeaways on our topic today on agile leadership. Well, I think, you know, the, my big takeaway is, you know, you, you can't really be perfect as a leader. You've got to, and you can't really think that you're the only one who has all the answers and the only perspective. So it's really this idea of ag agility and leadership or agile leadership is going out and making sure you have all the perspectives, making sure you have enough information from, you know, to, to kind of come to a best result and then execute on that result. And, you know, make sure you, you've got everybody kind of aligned on where you're trying to go. And right. those are the key things that I think are important as you look at this level of leadership. Yeah. And my key takeaway out of all this in talking about what you just said is when it comes time for making decisions, you need to make decisions based upon, as you said, the information you have. And critical thinking is so important in this particular instance. But it's not just thinking about a decision. It's making it and implementing it you you are you are you've got to be the change you've got to be the action and people have to see that and when you can do that because let's face it the, the worst enemy of an agile leader is analysis paralysis and when we get into a situation where there may be some risks involved and we want to gather more data gather more data gather more data it, that's the antithesis of agile <laughs> and so yeah. it's really being more agile by taking and looking at the information you have and don't let perfection get in the way and just move forward with something and fix, repair, change as you go along. That's yeah. my big key takeaway. So There you go. Okay. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us for this episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. If you found it of value to you, please like it. Maybe share it with your friends who are trying to change their leadership style. And, you know, subscribe. We put a new episode out every week and we'd love to make sure that you see them as they come out. You can find us on Facebook, over on LinkedIn, as well as at qaleadership.com, our website. And also we are available on all the podcasting platforms. So if you'd much, if you prefer to take in your content via audio, uh, we have that available for you as well. So until next time, I'm Craig Anderson. And keep your hands washed and keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto.